0: Introducing Minor Wisdom, Quintet! Uh, One,
1: 2 as dee dee do.
0: Minor Wisdom! I hope everybody had a wonderful week at Texas Thespian Festival. As I sit here recording this, I just got home from the festival. It is the afternoon. I left a little early, didn't stay for closing ceremonies and such uh, because I really wasn't needed or I was told I wasn't needed until of course I was on the road and and then I was uh, asked to do something but obviously I did not. I didn't turn around but uh, I hope everybody had a great, great, great time. Uh, Kudos to the board. Kudos to everyone involved that was uh, just creating a just smashing awesome success of a festival when we haven't done this in a couple of years, and just, you know, not, you know, there's still the uncertainty of if we can do this and all that kind of stuff, and we did. And uh, I had nothing to do with it. The State Festival Board, led by BK, you know, Troy Men, Vicki Kirkley, Nicole Morgan, uh, uh, John Davenport with scholarships, uh, just a ton of, ton of people, Uh, And obviously Amy Jordan, but a ton of people that made this highly successful. And just kudos to you guys uh, for doing that and succeeding. And I hope you guys are having a good time tonight. Uh, I'm releasing this a little early just because I, I feel like I'm trying to monopolize on you people in a bus right now that may be listening. And I learned of a lot of people that listen to this podcast During the festival, some people listen to just a handful of episodes, some people listen more often, and then some people listen every week, and I have found that uh, some people really retain a lot of information, and that's fine, that's great, but uh, man, it scared me when a couple of people were like, you know, in this episode you said, and I was like, girl, I don't remember that, but I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, This week, I've got Mel Edwards, firecracker of a director at Rouse High School, Uh, She runs MightyWithAllTrades.com. I highly recommend you go to that. There are buttons, stickers, uh, there are patches, there are towels, all different kinds of stuff that you should buy. Not just for your students, but also like if you're in the professional world or if you do things at community theaters in your community, obviously, or in your town or whatever. These are great uh, affordable things to show that you appreciate your technicians and your backstage folk. So I highly recommend again. I'll put the link in the bio, but it's mighty with Uh Mel came recommended to me by Stuart Savage and uh I always interview people that Stuart says to interview uh partially because um he, uh he well, he uh he makes me. Uh no, he I just trust him. I trust what Stuart has to offer and so I interviewed Mel and I interviewed a few people at Thespians this year, uh, not, not as many as I wanted to, but I did get quite a few. So I appreciate those people that, that uh, trusted me and sat with me and just kind of uh, talked to me and let me talk to them and stuff. So that was fun. Again, I appreciate those people listening. I appreciate the State Festival board. You guys did, again, such an amazing, amazing job. Uh, Bobby, your Lions did a great job with Clue. It's the only show I saw while I was there because I'm not going to lie I was, a I am still not like super duper comfortable sitting for an hour and a half, whatever hour 45 in a room, especially with teenagers. And honestly, I'm never comfortable with that. But uh, I, I went and saw Clue and I got to sit with Bobby and talk to him about it as it was happening. Very professional of us, but it was fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, so good, good to everyone. Kudos to everyone. Uh, again, I appreciate all of you uh, congratulations to those kids that made it to main stage. I had a, a couple of, of, uh, or I had one Travis, former Travis kid, make it to the main stage auditions. And I had a lot of stu- former students make it to nationals. So great job for all those kids. Uh, can't say enough. And I'm going to keep this super positive, even though there are a bunch of negative things <laughs> I want to talk about. I'm not going to get into all of it. Uh, the bullet points are: there are people that think their shit don't stink uh, when all you do is, uh, you know, like, uh, w- w- you know, you're you're you teach theater, not you're not a brain surgeon, uh, so don't walk around like you run the world. Uh, that is uh, one of the bullet points. Uh, the lighting in um, some of these theatrical spaces uh, is unforgivable, and I know one of the solutions for it. Call me. Um, uh, those are two negative things. Also, kids uh, walking out of a th- Theater and then walking back in five minutes later, uh, that's not really cool. But those are my three like complaints, and that's it. That's it. I'm done. That was not even thirty seconds. So uh, again, everybody did a great job. Follow me on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. Whatever it is on Twitter. Excuse me, MetaBook. Uh, MetaFace. FaceMeta. Uh, but you know, make sure that you are kind of keeping in touch. Mel Edwards is this week. It is this episode. Like it. Felt like professional development when I was talking to her in a very positive way uh, not in that negative like being talked at type of way uh, it felt like like I had Cheryl on last week Cheryl in person is professional development but doesn't feel like professional development that's what this talk was with Mel It it is professional development but didn't feel that way as far as like boring I guess or being talked at but during it, I was like, girl, this is stuff everybody needs to hear. So I highly encourage you uh, listen to this one and uh, enjoy my dogs barking in the background. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. Everybody's earned it. Please, everybody take some time for yourself and uh, enjoy your family, your friends, your food, all the F's and one that I shall not name. Enjoy.
1: My name's Mel Edwards. I go by Mel. My real name's Melissa. A lot of people probably don't know that.
0: Everyone calls me Mel. They think it's Melanie.
1: They think it's Melanie, Melody. My mom even calls me Mel. So it's just Mel. That's it, right? My brother calls me Mel, whatever. Um, My husband calls me Mel. Um, But I grew up in South Texas in a tiny town called Roma, Texas. Me and Luis are from the same town, so shout out to Luis. And it's a really small town. We all had one high school um, and one middle school. Um, And I actually didn't do theater in high school at all. I was a band kid. Um, Straight up, I played the flute. My claim to fame is that I was uh, alternate to state my senior year. So I was really upset that I didn't make it. Um, and my career, actually, I wanted to be a veterinarian. And okay. so I applied to UT and I got in and I was there and I started a pre-vet course. And I didn't do theater again, but they, I saw that they had a work study opening at the Performing Arts Center. And like the, I remember the flyer was like, do you know how to use tools? Come work for us or come work with us. And I said, sure, I could do that. So I applied. And and the only reason why I knew how to use tools is because my senior year in high school, I took an ag class and an auto mechanics class because I needed classes to fill up my, my schedule like every senior does. And so I wanted to do... Um, veterinary, so my counselor was like, "Let's take ag." So I took ag, and I didn't learn about animals and stuff till like the last six weeks of school. But before that, I learned how to. I made a picnic table. I like welded a barbecue pit. I did all of these things. Um, and then the auto mechanics class was just because I, again, it was kind of the room right next to it, and so I did that. So I learned a little bit about cars and like, and that's where I learned how to solder um, in that class. And I took apart the horn in my car. Uh, Because, like, I fixed stuff in my car when I was a senior year, my senior. So it was interesting. Um, Anyway, so I learned how to use tools, and I already knew that, and I got the job. So I did the whole pre-vet thing, and I took biology classes, calculus classes, physics classes, like all these things. But every year I had a different advisor. And so when I was in my third year of college... Um, my I had a different advisor, and they were like, when are you going to pick a major? And I was like, I thought pre-vet was a major. And they're like, no, 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 you need to pick a major, graduate, and then get into vet school. And I was like, I didn't know that. Like, nobody told me that. Yeah. And um, I'm not a first generation. My mom is a registered nurse, and so but she got an associate's when you could be a registered nurse. You'd be two-year, yeah. So a long, long time ago. And, you know, she's, um, you know, not... She didn't know either, like, what we were doing with college. Um, And so I was like, well, what can I do? And so we looked at all of these different degrees, like chemistry degrees, biology degrees, physics degrees. And, like, all of these science degrees, because I had all these science classes, were going to take, like, another four years of college, another five years of college. And I was like, man, I'm going to be in school for, like, ten years for a bachelor's. I was like, fuck this noise. So then when I... I went back to my or study job at the performing arts center, and I was just like defeated. I was like, I don't know what to do. And so my shop foreman, uh, J. E. was like, Why don't you do this? And I was like, Well, what's this? And he's like, This like set stuff, like building like theater, and like you're pretty good at it. Yeah. You know, we've had you for like the last three years. You've worked here. You've worked here in the prop shop. Like you know, they we all love you. Like you're pretty good at looking at it. I was like, oh, I could do this for a job? And they're like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is cool. So I went to the fine arts department and we kind of talked to an advisor there. And they were like, Yeah, like you have all you can literally just take theater classes your next two years. Right. And I could graduate in two years, which was we would have been which a five also, year degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and which is like what a lot of people are doing now anyway. Yeah. And so dude, I had like an insane amount of credits. I had like piano and ballet and tap, <laughs> you know. I had like these all these random classes to amount. And so she's like, You have too many credits. She's like, Just take theater classes. I mean, you and so leave. Yeah. yeah, and I did. So I have a I actually have a BA. Okay. Um, because I didn't go the education route to begin with. And so I took like lighting and rigging and all kinds of things. Um, and then I graduated, and I got a job working um, at, a, at a theater in D.C. called the Studio Theater, and I was one of three carpenters, oh. um, and they were all men. Yeah. And so I'm like this tiny – I'm short, if you haven't yeah. met me. Yeah. And so there's all these like really big men um, at this – Professional theater in D.C. and um, so I worked there for a while. I learned so much, and I'm still really good friends with all three of them. Yeah. Um, and um, then I kind of really missed my family in Texas, and uh, I decided to come back. But I I was really bent on staying in Austin, and Austin is not a set place. Right. It is it is music, lighting, sound, and I was like, I don't want to do any of those things. I don't want to be a roadie and push like. A heavy-ass box yeah. up a ramp. Yeah. Um, so I actually got a job in a cabinet and furniture making oh, place, okay. manufacturing. I know where
0: this is going. Okay, keep
1: going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I worked there for a while, and yeah. I absolutely loved it. I, it was, I was building really high-end cabinets and furniture. Yeah. Um, and actually, the guy who owned that, it's called the Wim Group, is the company that I work for. The man who owned Wim Group actually also owned ACL and okay. so i got acl tickets oh, wow. yeah it was yeah totally fun um and but then i was you know making like 10 dollars an hour building like 8 9000 dollar bookcases and yeah. so i said i really need to do something with my degree or well, my, my boyfriend at the time which is now my husband right. was just like you're not even using your degree you know, you should you should think about teaching theater. And yeah. when I graduated college, technical theater wasn't a big thing in high schools yet. And so then I said, well, I don't know. I only know how to do tech stuff. And he's like, well, I'll look it up. And so I started doing more research. And I started seeing that schools were hiring just technical directors. I was like, ooh, I don't have to teach acting. That's awesome. Yeah. So I kind of looked into it. I did alternative certification. And then I applied to one school, which was Belton High School. Um, and I got the job, and I started the program. I did that for six years, and then um, after that, I decided there was a change. Um, Stephanie Smith, who was out over at Rouse, called me up, and I, she said she had an opening, and I was hesitant at first, and then, because I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to leave my kids. It's always right. about the kids, right? Yeah. And then I... Took a chance, and I went to Rouse, and I've been there for three years, and now my head director, um, Stephanie, has left, but now it is Cheryl right. is my head director. So, yeah, yeah so that's how I did that's it. That's funny.
0: So, that's a lot to unpack there, as <laughs> they say. Uh, so, first of all, the, the cabinet thing explains a lot, because the, the way you were introduced to me is this girl could can literally build anything. Mm-hmm. And so what I have found, because I work with... Uh, our shop foreman at our school, that's right, shop foreman, um, I said it, private school, uh, but uh, is a former cabinet builder, and he can build anything. And now, to a fault, in a way, because he it, he's a theater guy, but he builds everything to look perfect, uh, face, like, right up, right up close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have that problem?
1: Um, I used to. Okay. I definitely did have that problem. Um, when I first started teaching, Everything was just like I had, I had, Sanders I had best friend exactly. Anything, but yeah. then after, and then it was, it was causing me a lot of stress. But then after, maybe like four months into yeah. teaching, I was like, it's okay. Like, yeah. I realized that my job. My job mentality changed because my job mentality was it has to be perfect because yeah. I did it professionally and I was like it has to be perfect it has to be flawless but then when I started working with my kids I was like it doesn't have to be perfect because my job is not to make it perfect my job is to teach them to make it
0: how to, yeah how to so it's it okay
1: yeah it's okay
0: yeah do you do you build for your own home
1: uh, I do not actually. I get that question a lot, um, but I, I I do some things for myself. Like I do some screen printing for right. my Etsy shop, and yeah, so yeah. I, want, I built my own screen press. I want to get to that. Um, And then my husband has had me build things for him to do his car stuff like little jigs and and I've built speaker boxes for his like audio wiring things and you know but um, I have not built like my own cabinets at my own home or anything in fact right now we're kind of working on like this guest bedroom we're trying to make like we have a lot of cats. Um, which I'm embarrassed to say, but we're trying <laughs> to, we're trying to do this like platform bed thing where like the litter boxes that are can, under the bed yeah. and the hole is in the wall. Like, and so we don't have to see the litter box. Like, I don't know. We're do just, you have TikTok? Yes, I do. So
0: there's a guy on TikTok that has, he, his TikTok account is, is based on his dog and there, there are lots of those, but he did that same idea. He put a hole in his wall. And on the other side of that hole is like his dog's apartment. Oh, that's and it's so cute. The cutest, and just like so, it makes. Do- I'm a dog owner, not a cat owner, but it's, you know, fur babies. But they, uh, it makes you feel so incompetent. You're like, wow, I'm really here. I am just treating my dog like absolute crap. Yeah. Well, and my my <laughs>
1: husband's actually the cat guy. Oh, okay. So when I'm when I married him, I inherited cats. Okay, yeah. And, and he ha- and he narrated one dog. I'm the dog person. Okay. Yeah.
0: There. I, Cause I had lost a little respect for you, but I gained it back. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so the cabinet building thing, did you, like when you were in DC, uh, were you like explain more about the DC side of things? Because that also, you know, that there are certain shops around the country and I've been in a couple of them. Clearly not all of them. I don't think anybody in this world has, but uh, that have different philosophies on how you build for theater. Was your shop in DC more like the cabinet shop, or they more were they more of like the? It's okay that it's not looking good from you know five feet away, as long as it looks good twenty feet away. Or no, they-, they were
1: more like the cabinet shop. Yeah, like okay. we did this one show called The Receptionist, and my master carpenter. Trent, which again I'm so really good friends mm-hmm. with him and his wife. Um, they, um, I remember, and you know I made mistakes too. Like yeah, sure. everybody, so it's just like you're so great, you're so whatever, you know how to. No, I mean I've made mistakes. Yeah, everybody I'll learns. You from- learn. yeah. yeah, and I I remember the receptionist had all of these flats, and it was just like a box set, you know. But it had all of these flats. I remember he was just like these seams need to be absolutely perfect yeah. because it was it was in a black spot. It was not a black. Box space, it was a lot smaller or more intimate, and you would see the freaking seams. So, we had to like do all of these things, and like up close, it just looked like this flat flawless wall but it was like 12 flats like lined up next to each other and so i really and the same thing too when we did um the molding for that we stained it but we had to it was just like mdf i think but mdf doesn't really take stain well and we had to contact cement luon on it and he's like you can't get the contact cement on the front of it because then the stain won't like and you'll see it and all of a sudden he's like so if you get it you gotta wipe it off you got you know so it was very meticulous and i was like (laughs) okay cool i can do that like so it was more like the cabinet shop, um, yeah. and so in so when and actually the reason why I got the cabinet job, even though I didn't have experience building cabinet, um, my bill who was my manager was just like I picked you because you had so much attention to detail, right. and that's what I needed.
0: So okay, you just now, now this is where the the podcast turns into PD a little bit <laughs> because the technical theater educators page on Facebook, which I'm sure you're a part of, uh, uh, which I have my opinions about, but I won't go into it uh, here. Um, One of the constant questions is, I've got these seams and I can't figure out how to cover them up. So what do you do? Like, the, um, uh, it's the most PD thing I think I've ever asked on this podcast.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people <laughs> suggest Dutchman, right, okay. and, and yeah. doing that stuff. But actually, what we did is we just really made sure that our scene, our flats they were were up super up. straight. Yeah. We routed off anything that was off, and then we, we um, would screw them together. And we kind of started at the bottom. And we would screw it down into the floor, butt it up against each other, and then screw it into each other right. at the bottom. And then we would twist our up. flat and work our way all the way up. And we still had a seam. And then we would, we would have to caulk the, right. the seam. And we wouldn't paint our flats. We would caulk the seam, and we would use joint p- c- compound, whatever we needed to do. Right. And then we would sand them, and then we would paint the whole wall.
0: As just one solid piece. As just piece. one solid piece. Like it's a home. Like it's a home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. I'm taking yeah. notes. Um,
1: <laughs> it uh, is a yeah. lot more work, but if you if you are really worried about your audience seeing it that yeah. close, that's just what you're doing.
0: So, so I'm a lighting background guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know about me, but that's about all you get to know. Uh, but I'm a lighting background guy. So seams can be like just the most frustrating thing to us because you want to light this beautiful scene, and then because the wall has some sort of, dif- uh, uh, you know, discrepancy in it, it creates a shadow and you're like, oh shit. Like I can't light that now with that light because I can see the wall's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's just very frustrating Yeah, things. a lot
1: of joint compound.
0: Okay. And a dust mask. And a dust mask. Yes. <laughs> not on the wall, just for the record. Yes, yeah, yes, on you. Yes. Uh yeah, because that would be weird. Uh so the, the the cabinet thing, the working in DC, um, have you been able to like, now that you're in education, have you gone back to any of that, I don't want to say professional work necessarily, but have you been able to go back into a professional shop or a, or a community theater shop or anything like that to say, to, because your perspective has changed a little bit, how you educate the kids compared to how you were kind of brought up into the industry? Have you been able to go back into those places? or?
1: Well, no. Um, I The only thing that I do outside of... My school stuff is Taos Camp. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the only thing that I do outside that's more community theater and all that stuff. Um, I just haven't really found, I guess, a good community theater. When I was in Austin for a while, I did work with one community theater, but they were very disorganized. And I was like, nope, not for me. And then when I was in Belton, I there was a Temple Civic, and there was just not enough... Our school just takes up so much time. Right. And so there wasn't really like enough for me to be like, yeah, this will be my side gig. Um, so I didn't ever do that. Sure. Um, and so right now, really, the only time I do stuff is during the summer. And when I, I was lucky enough to intern my first year at Tao's Camp. Right. And then my second year, um, I was asked to come back as the technical, I guess my title is like technical production director or production technical director. <laughs> sure. I don't know what it says on the program. Yeah. What does it say on your resume? <laughs> It just it just says uh, technical director okay good. Um, I but I think there. the program because um, the way because it, it's at a university yeah, yeah. so typically the university technical director is like the technical right. director and so I'm the production technical director or something because right. I build for the camp but they have yeah. to have a staff member. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, something like that. So that's why I'm thinking, like, I don't know what it's called in the camp, but I'm, ba- I'm basically the technical director for Tao's camp.
0: Right. So, yeah, in the IATSE world, the the university person is the, like, foreman for mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. facility, and you're the touring artist kind of, you know, kind of yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it.
1: that's that. But, you know, but but I do, I will say that I do run, like, my crews, yeah. and I teach my students the way that I was taught in D.C. Like, I run them professionally. So, uh,
0: asking you the tough questions. Um, So, you are a female. Uh, Yes. I'm, you know, making assumptions, I know. But, uh, in 2021, right? Uh, And you're short, as you said. (laughs) And you're uh, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I want, like, those are in this very male-dominated white man industry, uh, speaking as a white man um, and a male. Wait, I just, uh, that's redundant. But uh, what are some of the like, the, like how long does it take for someone like you to prove uh, I'm going to outwork you, you know, like you walk in and immediately there's a, there's a, a assumption there, there are, you know, good or bad. There's an assumption and how, how long does it, did it, because I'm assuming now you have educational speaking in the, in the educational world, you, you've got some pedigree and respect. But when you were kind of breaking in, how long did it take for you to say or to prove, not say, prove like, you know, you 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 get a lot with me. So. Yeah,
1: that's that's a really interesting conversation. When I first started, yes, I I cannot tell you how many times I've been mansplained. Sure. So many times, and and a lot of it is not out of like disrespect. It's like yeah. um, maintenance men would come in and you know ask, say. Something is broken, and some of them would call me little lady. And sometimes it's cute, yeah. right? Depending if it's like an older country man, sure. like sometimes it's like, eh, okay, that's kind of cute, yeah. right? Um, but there's definitely like this cloud of like, I don't really know what you're talking about, right. or you don't know, you might not know what I'm talking about, but I'm so I'm gonna mansplain it. Um, but it took me, I wanna say, um, I wanna say at least three years to kind of really um make an impression in my own industry um I am an introvert and I for my first three years Which, by the way
0: does not come across really like, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because of the Etsy stuff and all that stuff uh-huh. but keep going cause okay you <laughs> might be you might be introverted like it's self-admittingly but you, when I saw you for the first time you didn't scream introvert to me. Oh, okay, Just, but keep going. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm mansplaining you. No.
1: <laughs> and um, <laughs> so it took okay. it took about three years because, for like I said, I'm 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 that way. I'm I'm introvert, yeah. Yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was very bent on. I didn't want to get noticed, I'm just going to do my job, I don't want to draw attention, Um, I'm trying to build this program, so I kind of had like a mission. But then at the three-year mark, I really, I was getting tired of people knowing my head director and not knowing me. Sure. And it was like, oh, it's your head director's show. Right. I'm like, well, no, it's my show too. And at my school, people knew who my head director were, but they didn't know who I was. Right. And they're like, oh, what subject do you teach? And I was like, oh, I teach the tech, technical theater. Oh, how long have you been at this school? Yeah. I was like, fucker, I've been here for like
0: three yeah. years. Like, You're like, mom, it's me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, it was, I saw, so yeah. I, at that three-year mark, I made a decision that I didn't want to be invisible anymore. Good. And that's when I started really networking and started, I started posting more on my social media. I started finding people on Facebook, like, and reaching out. And, and then I, I joined Taos Camp. And, right. like, honestly, Taos Camp, like, kind of just changed my So you did, sorry to life. interrupt you,
0: but you did more personal, you did more personal outreach rather than, like, I'm going to go to the football game and I'm going to, like rather than campus outreach. Does yes. that make sense? Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: And and, and too, campus outreach too, but that didn't happen till like after I started getting more experience working with people with sure. strangers. Cuz gotcha. I was I was working with like my own director in my own little bubble. Yeah. Um, and I like I was always a band person, right? And so I really made an effort at my school to be friends and to work on band props right. and i i have more band friends probably than theater friends which is really where my right. brother's also a band director and so i made really good friends with my band friends and my band directors and they would ask me to like paint things for them or build things mm-hmm. for them and so then i started creating a school community there and then eventually like dance was like oh hey you're really set for da- for for band we saw it on the football field can yeah. you help us yeah. do you know and then it started growing and then i eventually like they were like oh cool like you, they started coming to me skills. for the theater right. per, pe- yeah, yeah. person instead of so then i kind of like came into my own and i don't want to say overshadowed but i was no longer invisible right and then and then through that people were like hey um oh did you see so like they would go places and people would see their props and their co- or their stuff and then say like who built that for like our technical director oh who is that and then it just started kind of snowballing and sure. yeah i just wasn't invisible anymore
0: that's great that's i mean that's that's inspiring in a way so I want to talk about your quote (laughs) introverted so okay so you're sitting here with a backpack that is rather colorful with rainbows and cats and and cats and uh, cassette tapes cats wearing sunglasses dog wearing the dogs wearing those 50s kind of cat (laughs) actually cat glasses Uh, but uh, and then your pants are literally paper airplanes Um, and your shoes are, you know, color. Anyway, now the top half is, is technician. (laughs) It's black (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So you're very confusing. But, uh, so why do you think you're introverted? Uh,
1: because I will not sit in the front row of anything. I will okay, not volunteer. So you're still a high student, I will space. not volunteer <laughs> okay. um, if they ask volunteers. Okay. I'm not going to raise my hand. Um, I definitely sit in the back of the row during like, and I know everybody hates staff meetings, but I definitely sure. like avoid eye contact. Sure. Um, I think I think I just feel a little bit more comfortable with my own theater people, right. which is why I don't seem like an introvert. Um, and also, I think since i've worked really hard to not be invisible i think now i feel more confident sure. in myself and my skills and and just me as a person but that's really why i tell people i'm an introvert like yeah. i feel really like weird on camera i'm trying to grow a youtube channel and i just like oh i just can't i can't do the video thing but i'm trying i'm really trying
0: so you're kind of an anxious introvert
1: i'm an like, extroverted introvert uh, okay
0: but when you're comfortable, you're you can be yes extroverted. yes like, when I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. comfortable extroverted no that seems weird uh, and inappropriate but uh, I get extroverted um, seems like a, a movie or something the extroverted uh, so you to push your stuff what so you are like big on like do you own like twelve crickets like what is how, oh. how do you you have an Etsy I do
1: I have an Etsy shop um it's called Mighty with All Trades and you'll
0: send you I mean I have your thing but I'll put it in the, the show mm-hmm. type of um, stuff. and I
1: recently got a website for that and so I really was frustrated the rate that that came about is I craft a lot like I've sure. got a sil I've got a silhouette a cameo for um, I had recently got a 3d printer last year for Christmas that my husband bought me um, I have like tools how and how big the oh, printer. it's a it's a uh, any cubic okay. mega, so it's like 12, right? 12 by 12. Right. Um, and I've got a sublimation printer, I've got laser printers, I've got heat presses. Like, do I have a like plotter? a craft room, huh? Do I do plotter. not have a plotter, but but oh, I know. Okay, I saw one on Marketplace, so I might buy one. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, <Anyway>, keep going. <laughs> yeah, and my next well, my next purchase, I really want a Glowforge, hmm? but I don't have a, a what a Glowforge, it's a laser cutter.
0: Is. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I just don't have an extra window in my house. How
0: much, like, you, the feds must be looking at your house as like, you, you know, when, when people have grow houses and they <laughs> they know the grow house because the energy consumption is so high. We do. Actually, you, we do yeah. because
1: my husband, our garage, we have two toolboxes in our garage. My, my toolbox and my right. husband's toolbox, but my husband's got a drill press, Who's a cleaner. bandsaw. Um, actually, his. <laughs> Um, he is a super neat freak. Like okay. he uses his but he's tools. He's a car guy, though. Yeah, but he okay. uses nice. his tools okay. after he works on his engine, and he cleans them all, and he puts them back in his uh-huh. thing. And I, I the most I do is sweep my sawdust. Okay. 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 That's it. He actually right. doesn't let me use the garage. I have to use the the saw outside. Okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: Anyway, keep. I'm yeah. And, out, yeah.
1: Right. That's okay. And um, so yeah, he's got like we've got air compressors. We've yeah. got uh, we. So we have like a ton of tools right. in our house. Generally, just. kind of cool a welder we've got all of these things to do but for like two completely just separate things yeah um and so i have the etsy shop but the way that that came about is because um it wasn't really about making money and like being a side hustle to begin with um it was i was really frustrated that there was not enough tech representation Mm -hmm. right like There's, there's cute buttons for actors and cute bags and cute t-shirts and, and things like that. And even like, you know, but there was nothing that was like, everything tech was like tech crew. Mm-hmm. right but like my kids or
0: techie, which or a lot techie. Of are
1: well and for me and that's a whole by. other thing yeah, yeah like i'm yeah. not offended by that yeah, at all but, but
0: anyway
1: let, yeah. yeah we can have a whole other <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah, about that yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but i really wanted to represent my kids and yeah. the skills that they had because i don't have not all of my crew kids um are set people not all of them sure. are lighting people like some of them are just artists right. like and they're just artists that happen to know how to do these things right. or that I'm teaching them to do these things. And so I started with my, I call them tech crew merit badges. And so they're kind of funny. So one of them is just, it's just tech crew merit badge. And like the center just says, congrats, you didn't suck today. <laughs> and like, it's awesome. And then the other one's like, you know, I conquered chaos and that's my stage management button. Yeah. Um, finished before opening night is like another button, finished with all fingers intact is like my right. set button. So I tried to make one for every single industry to so make, because um, even though tech is like this huge umbrella, like painter, scenic painters mm-hmm. didn't feel represented. Right. right, costume construction kids didn't mm-hmm. feel represented. Um, wig makers didn't feel represented you know and so I kind of really started looking at like how can I represent every single one of these people every single one of these technicians Um, so I started making buttons and patches I have like 20 or maybe at this point I have like 30 I have like shit I don't even know a lot of buttons 20 some over 20 some button designs for tech premier badges uh, patches um, and things like that do you get
0: to trademark Etsy stuff? Like, is that a thing you can,
1: okay. but it's not through Etsy? Like, right, you right. have to go You'd through have to trademark it, you yeah. have to buy that. yeah. Type. And yeah. then, like, you know, Etsy the th- the really good thing about Etsy is like it's just because it's its own marketplace, mm-hmm. so people just go there and it's a Google. farmer's
0: market online,
1: yeah, and they Google that. But yeah. then I decided to do my own website because I started thinking when people buy my stuff, I don't. I don't want people to say, oh, I bought it off Etsy. I want people to say, I bought it off of Mighty with All Trades. Right. Like, so I started kind of like, so I have both of those, and I'm trying to look into doing an in person thing, maybe at TTA next year or something. I'm just like not organized at this point for that, but that's my long term goal. Right. But that's why, that's how the Etsy part started. And um, I really like musicals, and so I also started screen printing like um, musical quotes on just flower sack towels.
0: Do you, like, what's the kind of biggest thing you do? Like, like like do you do yeti cups or do you you know do you do anything Yeah, there? actually it's
1: my buttons. I okay. have button packs and okay. so the button packs um are like it's like a collection of like six buttons that are just sound related, right. six that are just oh, kind of lighting related, six that are you know so it's I like have like It's like yeah, and so I get those a lot because um, and directors buy them for their crew kids for opening nights or senior gifts or things like that. And in fact, like if you look at like my Etsy statistics, my biggest audience is not even Texas. Oh really? um, Recipients, it's like just from all over the U.S.
0: So does because I'm not the only experience I've had with Etsy is when the pandemic started. I wanted fun masks, Mm -hmm. and so I searched for different characters like I literally have a mask mask like Jim Carrey. um and uh and I got that stuff off of Etsy it is there like do you just it always pops up if you go if I google search like I I don't know what your keywords are but like tech theater buttons yes it just pops up, yeah. And it's it an won't. Etsy Website, or is it going to be your website?
1: Well, I think if you do it on Google,
0: yeah,
1: it might com- my website might come up okay. like one or two or three. So I yeah. because just because um, I don't know anybody else that's doing right. specific right. tech buttons. Right. I mean, there's like tech gifts, but again, they're always really mm-hmm. generic.
0: Do you watch Shark Tank?
1: Yes, I do. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Too much. Too much. That's too much.
0: Well, from what I understand is like what you see on Shark Tank mm-hmm. is 10% of what actually happened. That's what I, that's what oh. I understand. So mm-hmm. like you see the eight minute clip, but really they're in there for like an hour and and just getting grilled. Anyway, I would love to do Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One day. I don't have anything that I would... Do. Push, but you know, maybe I'll. Uh, you and I can fifty-fifty. Uh, um, <laughs> now that I've had you on this podcast, uh, well, that's cool. So, uh, where do you see that going? The the sort of side hustle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't seem like somebody that's going to ever want to stop doing tech. Like, uh, so. Do you, is this, yeah, this going to well, be kind of a side hustle? Thing I've, that... I've
1: talked to my husband about it before, and I would really like to grow it where I could have in person booths at multiple sure. state thespian festivals and travel and do that. You know, everybody wants financial freedom. Right. But um, I, I would like to actually help my industry, like my right. technical direction, high school technical direction educator. industry because like you know obviously if you have financial freedom you can always move on to other projects and do other stuff but right now I really want to be an advocate for young technical directors because we're having a really huge issue of exodus and or people not having the knowledge to do their job or feeling overwhelmed or unprepared or people coming into the job trying to fill a void Mm -hmm. because we need it like there's so many openings and you know and everyone Everyone, I say like a lot of people are always looking for a really good tech director, but it's like, okay, what makes a good tech director? And if you're not a good tech director, how do you become a good tech director? fast forward
0: an hour from now and we're maybe done with this conversation because that that opens up a whole, Mm -hmm. like for me, I don't know how many of these episodes you've ever listened to, but I've gone off on soapbox kind of tangent rant type of things of what's the reason why we don't have the technical directors we want and need um, because there are there are, <laughs> there are a lot of people that think that they can direct and think they can act and teach vocal voice work, and but there are not a lot of people that uh, are confident with tech. And then there are some people that think they're confident with tech and go into education and then aren't doing it the right way. And then there are people like you that do have the background, the pedigree, the knowledge, uh, but then there are people like you that have the background, the pedigree, the knowledge, but can't educate worth a darn. So, uh,
1: well, and I what's think. What's your
0: solution? Well, okay,
1: it's <laughs> like, interesting. So for yeah. me, okay, from the from Bell starting. University right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so starting from I guess educate, from universities right now. Um, there is no technical theater certification, right. right? Like I have a theater arts degree according to the state of Texas, or right. like. Edu- uh, what is it? Certification, according yeah. to the state of Texas. There's no differentiation. But at like college level, the program that educate like if you really want to be a theater educator yeah. the program is so focused on pedagogy yeah. on child development yeah. on child psychology like all of the things that prepare you to be a teacher and a lot of the classes to take tech, they're very they're intro classes they're intro to lighting intro to sound intro to costume sewing basics like all of these basic things yeah. but there's no classes for management there's no classes for this like like actual things to do that yeah. that you don't know you have to do until you get the job right. and when you graduate that's it. Like, there's no professional development to further your knowledge. Okay, you graduate from college, and then you say, well, I kind of learned how to sew. Right. What did you learn how to sew? Well, I learned how to thread the machine and sew a straight stitch. Right. Awesome. So then you get into your first production, and you're like, I have to build all of these costumes. Right. Where are you going to go to figure out how to read? I mean, yeah, you could always take to YouTube, right? But, but professionally, where could you go to learn how to read a pattern? mm mm-hmm. How to sew a hem, how to, you know, put the pattern together other than, like, the instruction. Like, there's, and same thing, too, with building a set. You know how to use a saw. You know how to put, like, flats together and stuff. But there is no safe space, no professional location for you to go and grow those skills. And people don't have the room and the space Mm -hmm. to just build flats on their own in their garage just because they're, like, I want to figure out how to do it. It's freaking four by eight. Like, Like, so, so there's right now there's currently no professional space for you to just go and learn and experiment. And I've learned all of my stuff because I literally just experiment. Like my, right. like I learned how to solder. And so I, um, so funny story. Um, I when we did Beauty and the Beast, um, we were talking about the rose, and I think a lot of it too is people don't really know how I, I hate to say know how to be ambitious but people sure. just kind of stop with like that's so complicated it's really not and they just stop, yeah. They yeah. Just stop. Yeah. so this rose thing um my fine arts director at the time was um saying like man it'd be really cool if we, we could have a mechanical rose yeah. and i was like shit yeah yeah it would be cool yeah so then i kind of went home and i started looking up videos and there's of course no tutorial videos for what we do and then i saw this guy like it took me down the rabbit hole. I have this mechanical rose. Yeah, something Arduino. I was like, ooh, what's Arduino? Google Arduino. Oh, my God, it's coding. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, there's this Arduino basics, like learn how to Arduino code whatever yeah. book. Okay, cool. I bought it off Amazon. I taught, okay, dude, I taught myself how to code. I made my own motherboard. I programmed my own servo servos, and now I have a mechanical remote control rose that I used for
0: my show. You're disgusting. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but see,
1: that's the thing. Like, a lot of people you, think it's so beyond them, right. but it's really not.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, like we just, again, we, did, you knew this, uh, we just got done with Grease. And it was the same idea. It was like, we want to create Grease Lightning, but not have an actual car on stage. And so we did the golf cart thing. And it was when we got the golf cart that was beat up and it was free, but it was free for a reason. Uh, we just kind of stepped back and we're like, oh, man, how are we going to? Like what are we gonna do? And we just did it. Like you just go. You just dive mm-hmm. head in. Uh, and I
1: think so a lot of a lot of technicians are really bad about documenting their work. They yeah, document the did, end yeah. but not the process. <laughs> and I'm the other way. I always tell the kids like and part of our lessons, yeah. part of our thing is to document their process. And so I try and do that with my with my Rouse Tech Instagram and my personal Instagram. Yeah. I try and document processes and for my portfolio, even if it's just for me. Right. Because yeah, you get kind of in this moment and then you forget like, how did I build this? Like, I don't, I don't know. I was in this yeah. like, if you ask me about so that rose, I pop. Prob- like there's a lot of gaps that I just don't so remember because I was like in the moment I was doing it. I was soldering. Mm-hmm. My husband was like, what are you even doing? What is this?
0: So speak on the documentation thing because I think again, more PD. Uh, how do you document? Like what is your, do you have a, do you stage things when you document or do you just take a, do you like kind of step back and just take a shot of it? Or do you, is there a, way that you like to document. Um it? yeah,
1: I I don't stage things. I just I do just take it with my phone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I recently got a GoPro so I'm starting to like okay. do that part because I want to get into the YouTube right. channel so because there's not enough resources for us as educators yeah. um in that in that thing on that platform. And so I just take a picture like I just have all of this crap like on my table and I just like take a picture and sure. then sometimes I take detailed pictures because I look at it When I go, I look at it from what are the pictures I want to see when I Google. Beauty and the Beast mechanical (laughs) rose. You know, I want to see the servos. I don't care how it works because I already know you push a button, the damn pedal falls off, right? right. I want to know, like, what does it look like behind? So same thing too with sets. I love seeing the behind the sets. I don't care what color it is. I don't care what it looks like on the front. I want to know how it's put together. So I always ask for backstage tours. I have some friends that work at Bass Concert Hall, yeah. and whenever like famous tours have come by, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but that's okay. Um, I've definitely been it's like, "Hey, can I have a backstage tour?" And like when the show's over, I'll just say, "So I've seen behind the scenes of Hairspray, Rent, Bass, Newsies." Bass
0: is not protected by producers. It's oh. it's the it's the Broadway houses that are um, that are protected by producers that you cannot tour. Oh, okay. so like. It has nothing to do with the tour, it's bass.
1: Okay, yeah. So. And so I've seen like multiple, sh- and I don't take pictures, yeah. right? Because they say no pictures, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I definitely go but back you are, there. You yeah. Know, up up your, yeah, up, up in, in my head. head. Yeah. So I look and I'm like, oh my God, that's how they did that. Yeah. Oh my God, they did this. And, you know, that's how their wheels are. And this is how this thing rolled. And so then I, I I just love the back part of it. I don't care what it looks like right. in the front because to me, like, not to say that that's not important, but it ha- you have to build it right. and then you can work on aesthetically what
0: it's, it's supposed to look like and I know I keep kind of going through all different kind of weaving and whatever through here but you mentioned the the taking the pictures but not taking pictures but like with your head and it made me think you know I think the difference between uh, a designer technician and then everybody else is that when we see something that interests us and we're like oh how is that table built or how is that mm-hmm. done? we never forget that and Mm -hmm. it kind of always just kind of stays somewhere in a file folder in the back of your head that you're like oh i remember how that platform was built because because like i'm not gonna lie when i was uh, taught how to build platforms it was that standard two by four against two by four bolted together and you're done but then i saw the four by four method and how you notch out a piece in the four by Mm -hmm. four or you create your own four by four by putting two sandwiching two two by fours together and the platform sits on top of it and it's like well, yeah, that makes a lot more sense when it's a taller platform. Uh, but anyway, you know those types of things you remember because I I've had some of those tours as well, mm-hmm. um, some legally and some not. Uh, and you just kind of like, oh, that's the ma- that's the secret behind that magic trick. You know? Yeah, and
1: I think I think it's yeah, <laughs> like <clears throat> by and it's the same thing. You have to. It's the same thing with directing. You experience the mm-hmm. theater. In order for you to be able to do it, and yeah. it's the same way with tech. You you see how it's put together, and you can take all of those ideas. Yeah. And I also like follow a lot of non-theater creators. So I follow cosplayers. I follow like resin artists. Yeah. I follow uh, sign painter people. Like I just follow all kinds of artists. And yeah. so then eventually, all of that stuff gets regurgitated when yeah. I'm just like, oh, we have to build a sign for for a little shop or something, sure. and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I go back to the sign painter, you yeah. know, guy I follow on Instagram, and then I'm like, oh, he uses these brushes. Let's, a, let's buy these brushes, because they are actual sign painting brushes. Did you, and use,
0: then, did you watch Bob Ross when you were younger? Yes. <laughs> okay, I just, yes, when you I said do. brushes, because I thought, he, that man had, like, every type of brush. And yeah, like,
1: and it's like that. Like, yeah. you don't have to just stick to theater. Like, you can learn so much from yeah. him so from so many other different mediums yeah. and I think people forget that. Minor